is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The propaganda from the media, even from conservative quarters, on the quote-unquote government shutdown is a disgusting disgrace. And I want to unravel all this with you, for you, so we can walk through it step by step. So I'm glad you're here and stick with it. There's a lot to cover this evening on the Friday evening. We keep our foot on the gas pedal. But I also want to thank so many of you who are out there, involved, engaged. So many of you have gone into these bookstores. And I want to report to you a problem we're having. I see the numbers at every one of these outlets, from Amazon to Barnes & Noble and Costco and Walmart and so forth, how the sales are going. And they've been pretty brisk. Except at one retail outlet. Except at one retail outlet. The largest book retail outlet in America. Barnes & Noble. Now first of all, you folks have bought hundreds of thousands of copies just of my books, let alone other books, from Barnes & Noble. Every time I have a book that's released, we have a book signing at the Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner, McLean, Virginia. I'm a person who loves to read history, loves to dig into history. Spent a lot of time at Barnes & Noble. That will stop immediately. Because I want to read something to you, and now we can understand why the Barnes & Noble sales numbers are below, way below what they should be in comparison to Costco, Walmart, historical trends, even a Target, books a million, and all the rest. I get this text from a good friend today. 
that a Barnes & Noble at 1 Loudon in Loudon County, Virginia. It's a large Barnes & Noble. They have a ton of foot traffic. I've been there many, many times. And this is what this person writes me. I'm standing at the Barnes & Noble at 1 Loudon in Loudon County, which is a very big, popular Barnes & Noble, outside mall, frequented by many. And the Democrat Party Hates America is nowhere to be found. Now, keep something in mind. This is the number one book, according to BookScan, in America. Nonfiction and fiction in the whole country. And the person writes, I just spoke to the manager of the Barnes & Noble at 1 Loudoun in Loudoun County, Virginia, who couldn't find the book anywhere. So, the book's not out front, it's not on a table, it's not in the New York Times bestseller list, which typically has number one, two, three, four, five at Barnes & Noble and other retail outlets in a specific order. It's nowhere. The manager of the Barnes & Noble literally wandered around looking for it. I asked him if it was possible that it was due to the title of the book. So this person went all around the Barnes & Noble and, looked and couldn't find it anywhere, not even on the back shelves, let alone in the front with the New York Times bestseller list or any of the tables. It was not in the store where the customers go. Nowhere. Nowhere. I then asked him to go and look for it, and he went into the back. Into the back. And lo and behold, now keep in mind, the book came out September 19th. This is September 29th, 10 days ago. He went in the back, and lo and behold, he just happened to open a box and just happened to say that it just happened to arrive today. Now, we know that's a lie. This book ships weeks before the release date. And it's supposed to be put on the shelves on the day of the release date. The books didn't just show up. They stuck him in the back. He later came out with about seven books in his hand, and and I asked him where he was going to place the number one book in the United States, fiction and nonfiction. He kind of gave me a stare. I said, I'm perplexed since the Elon Musk book is prominently displayed throughout the store. He told me that it was, quote, a company initiative, unquote, to put the Musk boot out there. To which I responded that, is it possible that the Levin book and title is also a company initiative, not the display? I also shared that I was quite disappointed that Barnes & Noble, which should be all about free exchange of ideas, not prominently display the number one book in the United States, And perhaps they should consider placing it on the table. He said nothing. Now I have the chart in front of me of these sales. From all these retailers and, of course, Amazon. I see them daily. The day after the sales day. In the first week, pre-orders included, we sold over 129,000 hard copies of the book. 
less than 8,000 at Barnes & Noble. Less than 8,000. In what is the biggest retail bookstore, not talking about warehouse stores, bookstore in the United States. In the United States. So this explains a lot. When I went to the book signing at Barnes & Noble at Tyson's Corner, the first Sunday after it was released, I turned to my wife and I said, look at all these people here. How come the book isn't even in the front window? And there was a sort of a desk towards the back, which had all the favorite books there and so forth, displayed on, on the front of the desk. It's hard to explain, but in your mind's eye, you can kind of figure out what I'm saying. There was Musk's book. There was uh, everybody. Else. My book's not there. And I'm signing my book there. And you ought to hear all the excuses people give me all that. Well, maybe they sold through. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Well, each store manager makes the decision themselves. Apparently, not always, when they're getting directives from headquarters about which books to promote. Ladies and gentlemen, how the hell could the number one book in the United States of America, fiction or nonfiction, or combined hardcover and ebook, not be found anywhere in the Barnes and Noble store? The guy goes in the back, he brings out seven, he said, We just got the box today. How is that possible? Aren't they in the book business? And the numbers nationwide, they don't lie. That doesn't mean every Barnes & Noble is doing it, but it means a significant number are. The title of the book. How dare you write this book, The Democrat Party Hates America. So let me just say this. I'm not telling you to boycott anything. I'm telling you about me. I am never walking into a Barnes & Noble again. Period. Never. Ever. And they can stick every one of my books up there. You know what? The amount of money that we have made for that company, for us to be treated this way, is disgusting. I don't give a damn what publishers think. I don't give a damn what editors think. I don't care. Censorship. I don't want to hear the lies. Oh, it just arrived today. Liar. Oh, these are local decisions. Well, we just heard the Musk book decision was a national decision. Liar. And here's the great thing. There's a lot of retail out there, a lot of retail stores and Amazon who are breaking their asses to make sure this book is on the shelves. And is properly displayed. I do understand. I do understand. That there are many. Who don't want you to read it. I got it. Trust me. The biggest number one book in America. It's as if it doesn't exist. Even so called allies. Oh we're going to interview this one. We're going to interview this one. But not this. The title's too hot. The book's too hot. 
The book's too hot. How about what's being done to this country? That's too hot. In my view. That's too hot. I'm not telling you to do anything. That's not what I do in regards to this sort of thing. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. About once a week I go to Costco. Why? I like their hot dogs. That's why. Or my wife likes their power bars or whatever it is. I go in there. So I went in there today to get my hot dog. There they are displayed. Nobody's rioting. Nobody's boycotting. Free speech. They have one big table. There it is on the table. Looks like it's selling pretty well there. That's it. That's the way retail stores are supposed to. Oh, it's in the back in a box. You know, we just got it. We just got it. Wow. How many left-wing books are treated this way? Oh, we just got it. You go on Barnes & Noble, you go to one of their shelves, you see books with the word F-U-you-know-what on the covers, you see all kinds of stuff on the covers. You go into an elementary school library, you see books with graphics, perversion, pornography. But Mark's book, The Democrat Party Hates America, we can't tolerate that at Barnes & Noble. Again, not every Barnes & Noble... But too damn many of them, and it's quite obvious. My own Barnes and Noble in Loudoun County, Virginia. My own Barnes and ten days after the book's released. Several days after it's announced it's number one. It's in the back. And let me explain something to you also. Two things. When they come in boxes, they have the title of the book and the name of the author on the box. So you don't have to open the box to know what's in the box. That's number one. Number two, you'll hear people say, but they ordered 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 copies. So what? You know what happens when they don't sell those copies? They send them back to the publisher. So it's no skin off their nose. And the publisher pays for that. The publisher pays for that. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I'm just mentioning it to you. We've got a lot more to cover today. But the idea that these corporatists... I mean, a book company? A company that is supposed to make money by selling books? is going to pretend the number one book in America doesn't exist, and they're going to do more than that. When a company this big does that, it's obviously trying to help other books at the same time. I told you about the Musk book, what the manager said to this individual. It's not just that. Is Cassidy Hutchinson's book in the back? In boxes? Oh, we just got them. Of course not. And it's not just me. Conservative authors have to fight this all the damn time. All the time. It is amazing that I'm able to muscle through all this crap to get to number one. It really is quite remarkable. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. So many of you will go into local barns and oh, yes, yes, it's here. Well, where is it? Oh, right here. 
Well, why isn't it over there? They obviously decided that they have more customers who are Democrats and liberals than conservatives or Republicans. That's, it's that simple. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. All right, now let's jump in here. By the way, great Saturday and Sunday, Life, Liberty, and Levins. You can obviously DVR the programs. If you're not sure, you'll be able to watch it live. We're going to have Chip Roy on and Peter Schweitzer on Saturday. We're going to have... uh, Senator Ron Johnson and Stephen A. Smith is my second guest on Sunday. So I hope you'll DVR and record the program if you can't make it. But they're very compelling shows. I really want to dig into this budget stuff. I've been through these shutdowns for decades and decades. Many of you have been, too. There are shutdowns and then there are shutdowns. And the media reporting already, even in friendly media, has been horrendous. So if you want to follow me through this and we'll break it down one step at a time, please stick with us and you'll know more than anybody else. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. All right, here we go, folks. Stick with me, step by step. I posted the following. The GAO, CBO, and OMB continue to issue public warnings publicly and to the government 
with alarming predictions of a fiscal and national security disaster due to, quote, unsustainable, unquote, levels of debt. So I say to the media, shouldn't you at least mention this when you hysterically report on the supposed skies falling consequences of a government shutdown? There will be no actual complete government shutdown years ago or every year. $400 billion or so in revenue will continue to be collected every month by the federal government. Large swaths of the federal government are unaffected. But you can be sure that the ruling class and their D.C. bureaucrats and their media will do everything possible to make it as painful as they can. And then I link to the report. Now, we're already seeing reports on TV where they're listing all the things that will happen with a government shutdown. Do you remember them listing all those things when the private sector was shut down? And by, you, by the way, you plagiarists on TV and radio, you're very good listeners. You might want to take a whole lot of notes during the course of this discussion. When the private sector was ordered shut down and state after state during the pandemic, the sky is falling media was nowhere to be found. In fact, the reporting mostly consisted of self-righteous demands for small businesses and employees to accept their fate of business failures and joblessness. The what will happen to list of questions were not even entertained. The quackery of Anthony Fauci and his ilk ruled the day. All that said, the handful of Republicans who scuttled a deal that would have been the most conservative in our lifetimes, negotiated by prominent Freedom Caucus conservatives, which would slash spending and take the most aggressive actions ever to try and secure the border was a grave disservice. They will take credit, of course, for anything that is done by other conservatives to confront this runaway government. They'll claim that they're responsible for it. But they've done nothing. Zero. And when I read and hear what some of these handful have to say, it's nothing but posturing and positioning. Not only do they have no chance at all, they have no actual plan. None. Certainly not in the short term for the continuing resolution. Notably, Chip Roy and Byron Donalds, hardly rhinos, and most of the Freedom Caucus supported this continuing resolution. Which, again, was the biggest potential bill to slash spending and secure the border in our lifetimes. And it was only a first step. It's a continuing resolution. In the past, I've described these as kamikaze Republicans, not conservatives, not populists. Kamikazes. Or if you prefer, George Pickett, Pickett's charge. So what exactly will they do in the next 30 hours? Nothing. What will they do thereafter? Nothing. And the Democrats and the media are thrilled because they know what I know and now you know. A couple of reprobate Republicans, the liberal Republicans, move over and vote with the Democrats. Then the Biden, Schumer, McConnell, Jeffries, reckless, monumental spending, no support for the border bill will become law. Now, I want to highlight a few of these points. First, government shutdown. 
we shut down our damn country over the Chinese virus with a fascistic medical and so-called expert scientific community in Washington, D.C. Where Anthony Fauci, who knew nothing except to lock down your lives and destroy your futures, including those of our children and those of our grandparents and elderly parents. And we didn't get squat out of the media concerned about it, not lists on a TV screen about all the businesses that were shuttered, about all the school districts that were shuttered, the synagogues, the churches, the mosques that were shuttered. Nothing. Zero. All the lives that were destroyed, all the suicides that occurred. Nothing. It even motivated Associate Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch to write, and I read from the back of my book in the epilogue, Since March 2020, we may have experienced the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in the peacetime history of this country. Executive officials across the country issued emergency decrees on a breathtaking scale. Governors and local leaders imposed lockdown orders, forcing people to remain in their homes. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. They closed churches, even as they allowed casinos and other favorite businesses to carry on. They threatened violators not just with civil penalties, but with criminal sanctions, too. They surveilled church parking lots, recorded license plates, and issued notices warning that attendance at even outdoor services satisfying all state social distancing and hygiene requirements could amount to criminal conduct. Federal executive officials entered the act, too. They deployed a public health agency to regulate landlord-tenant relations nationwide. They used a workplace safety agency to issue a vaccination mandate for most working Americans. They threatened to fire non-compliant employees and warn the service members who refused to vaccinate might face dishonorable discharge and confinement. And along the way, it seems federal officials may have pressured social media companies to censor information about pandemic policies with which they disagreed. Justice Gorsuch goes on, the concentration of power in the hands of so few may be efficient and sometimes popular, but it does not tend toward sound government. However wise one person or his advisors may be, that is no substitute for the wisdom of the whole of the American people that can be tapped in the legislative process. Decisions made by a few often yield unintended consequences that may be avoided when more are consulted. Autocracies have always suffered from these defects. Justice of the Supreme Court, all of us lived through this. All of us saw this. How they clamped down on our homes and our businesses. How they destroyed education for our children. How they stood in the doorways of our churches and synagogues and mosques. While allowing the ABC stores and the Costco's and and all the others to be open. They shut down gun shops. How many millions of people were adversely affected by this? How many children? Infinite. How many media outlets, how many hosts, how many news reporters seemed concerned about what was happening to the people? People were driven to nervous breakdowns. People were driven into bankruptcy. People were driven into 
grave depression and suicide. Families were destroyed. Children's educations were set back. How many times did you hear, oh my goodness, they may go out without pay. Every federal bureaucrat that goes without pay will wind up getting their pay. And then we have a report. I appear to be the only person that keeps mentioning it, but it'll pop up soon. I told the plagiarists to take their notes from the General Accounting Office, even updated in June of this year. You ready? Quote, Again, the federal government faces an unsustainable long-term fiscal future. Unsustainable. At the end of fiscal year 2022, debt held by the public was about 97% of gross domestic product. That is, it was as big as the American economy. Projections from the Office of Management and Budget and Department of Treasury and the Congressional Budget Office and GAO all show that current fiscal policy is unsustainable. Over the long term, which is to 2051. Not very long. Debt held by the public is projected to grow at a faster pace than the size of the economy. Debt held by the public is projected to reach its historic high of 106% of GDP within 10 years and to continue to grow at an increasing pace. GAO projects that this ratio could reach more than twice the size of the economy by 2051, absent any changes in revenue and spending policies. So the Democrat Party takes no blame. None. The President of the United States takes no blame for proposing a continuing resolution that blows through the May caps. Mitch McConnell takes no blame. He's not responsible. And the Republicans who go along with him. No accountability. So a couple of brave conservatives, patriots, get together and they say, what do we do about this? We can't just shut down the government to shut it down. We don't have the votes in the Senate. We don't really have the votes in the House takes three Republicans to jump to the other side, and that's the end of that. So how do we deal with this? So with almost a non-existent majority, Byron Donalds and other members of the Freedom Caucus sit down with moderates and liberals in the Republican Party, and they hash out a plan. It's a huge plan. It's a massive plan. What would this plan do? According to published reports, it would have cut 8% in domestic spending. 8% in domestic spending. It would have massively addressed the southern border, which has not been done. It would have protected the military and veterans. And it's the first step. It's a continuing resolution. It's the first step. So what happened? A handful of Republicans voted against it, claiming to be conservatives. But they're not conservatives. Because they have no way out. They can keep attacking McCarthy. They, 
can keep attacking away. But McCarthy didn't come up with this. Byron Donalds did. Chip Roy did. And so McCarthy comes up with an even a tougher package. He says, these guys rejected this. So let me come up with a tougher package and see if I can persuade the moderates and the liberals and the Republican Party to go along with it. So according to The Hill, his package would not have cut the defense, veterans, or homeland security departments, that is Border Patrol, but would have slashed almost all other agencies up to 30%. Quote, steep hits to a vast array of programs, services, departments, and the left is already attacking him, that Americans routinely depend on. And this handful of Republicans voted against it. There's a piece, and of all places, the Washington Post, and you're going to see more and more of this because this is what the Democrat media is going to do, but there's a piece here, despite the source, that is very interesting to me. It goes, in 1995 and 96, the federal government shut down as House Republicans and Bill Clinton, his administration, clashed over spending cuts. 2013, the government shut down because of a partisan disagreement over Barack Obama's Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. In 2018, Democrats bucked Donald Trump's demands to fund a U.S.-Mexican border wall, leading to the longest shutdown in U.S. history. And now... Quote, we are truly heading for the first ever shutdown about nothing, says Michael Strain of the American Enterprise Institute. And you start referring to the current GOP House-led impasse. It's not a GOP House-led impasse. It's a handful. As the Seinfeld shutdown, a reference to the popular sitcom, widely known as a show about nothing. He says the weirdest thing about it is that the Republicans don't have any demands who are shutting down the government. What do they want? What is it that they're going to shut the government down for? We simply don't know. Because even these handful of Republicans have not agreed on one, two things that they're shutting the government down for. The issues are all over the map. Typically funding showdowns and divided government between Congress and the White House have featured pitch battles over specific policies, the border wall, Obamacare, so forth. Budget experts and historians say the current impasse stands out for its lack of a clear policy disagreement. Well, we know why Matt Gaetz is involved. He just wants to take out McCarthy. He's getting his orders from across the street. And so the question is, what kind of a consensus can be can be built. Now I want to give you some quotes from Grover Norquist, one of the biggest supporters of tax cuts and spending cuts, really, in the history of the Republic and others, who are just saying, I don't understand this. Massive cuts, protect the military, enforce the border. What are we doing here? And by the way, Schumer will fight it all. Biden won't sign it. And so this is something they want to fight for. But apparently not. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals the reason I'm mentioning these various conservatives is because real conservatives don't believe in anarchy, doing something for nothing, it hurts the cause. Government shutdowns per se don't hurt the cause. What these people are doing hurts the cause. Gingrich, I guess is now a rhino, they say, says, I frankly don't understand it. I think it's sort of nuts. There are times people vote yes one day, then they're voting and come back and vote no the next day, and they can't explain why they've switched. I find it hard to understand what they want because they change constantly. That's a big part of the problem. Asked if he has a hard time tracking these folks. Gingrich said yes, adding so do they. Grover Norquist, president of the Conservative Americans for Tax Reform, has tormented generations of GOP officials, the establishment, by organizing House backbenchers against their leaders. But he chastised the current group for failing to coalesce around an intelligible set of demands. The shutdowns in 95 and 96 eventually pushed Clinton and the GOP-led Congress to agree on a balanced budget legislation and other federal changes. Now, says Norquist, these other folks... They threw out so many demands and then to Ukraine funding, tougher immigration restrictions, dramatic spending cuts, changes to House procedures. It's impossible to know what they actually want. You can't have, this is uh, Norquist, you can't have seven reasons and a different one each week and expect the American people to understand what your point is. In prior fights, there was a focus on why you were doing this. But right now... What would someone watching this on TV be taking away? It's about too many things, which means it's about nothing. Now, what has McCarthy done? Because you hear people go on and say, he waited, he waited, he waited. Well, I'm going to tell you. After the top of the hour, what's been proposed and what some of these people have shot down. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Remind you, we have a new Life, Liberty, and Levin on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and all the rest. It's the same time, just a different day, Saturday, same format, because you've said you don't want a conga line of guests. You want this long-form interview, and that's what we do. And we have Chip Roy, and we have Peter Schweizer. And we're going to talk extensively about, obviously, the budget, but also impeachment, what that's about. Then the following night, Sunday night, another brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin. Same format, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I hope this isn't confusing people. It's just two shows on the weekends. One Saturday, one Sunday. Same time, same format. Different guests, different show, different monologues. And we have Senator Ron Johnson, and we have Stephen A. Smith, who's an old buddy of mine. I think it's all very fascinating. I hope you do, too. And if you're not sure, you'll be home to watch it. So we have the old DVR for. Just pick the time, the show, and hit the record button. And if it makes it easier, just keep it on that record button. Right, Mr. Producer? You can record it from time in memoriam down the road. Record it once, and it's set for the rest of time almost. It's that simple. And you don't have to wait for the night of the show. As you know, you can record, you can set the record right now. And I encourage you to do that. Then, of course, you can get the Democrat Party Hates America at almost every book retail store, warehouse store. Of course, Amazon.com. I encourage you to do that, too, if you're out shopping over the weekend. You're buying your 25 pounds of grapes at Costco. I love Costco. Can't help it. Love it. And so do most of you. That's why you go there. It's right there. It's a Walmart. It's at BJ's. It's at Sam's. It's at Target. Uh, It's at all these stores. I personally would not waste your time with Barnes & Noble. That's just me. But you do as you wish. Maybe they'll now put the books out. I don't know. If you want to punish yourself and go into a Barnes & Noble and it's not there, you ought to say something about it. It's up to you. But I won't be going there anymore. Uh, we're not going to be treated with disrespect. We're not going to be blown off for our views. Our views are not radical. Our views are traditional. Our views are constitutional. And these corporatists, I mean, I've had it up to here with them. I was going through some of the people who just cannot get their hands around what some of these, you know, these kamikazes are doing in the Republican Party. Please don't confuse them with conservatives or Trump or Reaganism or anything of the sort. Or that these are, this is the new way, these are the new populace. No, they're not. They have nothing. Zero. If they had something, I'd be with them. A hundred percent. I mean, typically, if you shut down the government and you get an 8% cut in domestic programs and significant increases in support for the, uh, in securing the border, that's why you shut down the government, right? If you can get that. You don't shut it down because you got it. 
So what's been going on in the past months? Has, uh, has the Speaker and the House leadership just been putzing around as Gates and the others say no? Let me read it to you as the Washington Post puts it. And keep in mind, the Washington Post hates everybody. Everybody on our side. First, they write, folding the pressure from the right, McCarthy broke the deal he reached months ago with Biden during the debt ceiling negotiations that would have kept government funding levels largely flat. Excuse me. Schumer broke that. Went through the ceiling, went through what was, what were the caps. In any way, they go on. Instead, urging that legislation cut spending for fiscal year 2024. But when House GOP leaders move forward with appropriations bills, they move forward with appropriations bills. That meant lower spending targets. The handful of folks here, again, objected, derailing the defense bill. The defense bill, McCarthy tied. Uh, tried moving. More recently, he has floated enormous automatic cuts to domestic spending programs as much as 8% across the board, even 27% in some instances, potentially coupled with an immigration crackdown to try to get some legislation through the House. Those efforts also floundered because the small faction have rejected any attempt to pass one bill to fund the government, even temporarily. And even if they include massive cuts, they could never pass the Senate. They instead want to pass 12 separate appropriations bills, which which McCarthy promised during his campaign for Speaker to do. But passing all 12 of the appropriations bills necessary to fund the government would take weeks that Congress does not have. And by the way, he tried to move a number of those bills and the same group blocked them. So what's happening here? With a guy like Gates, they're simply trying to sabotage uh, the leadership in the House because they hate the leadership in the House. He can't possibly win more than 30, 40 votes if he runs. Nobody can. But you got to put your personal ego and your personal, personal obsessions and agenda aside, Gates, because people are getting more and more to know what's taking place here. So that's just some of that's been going on. Brian Rydell, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, sort of a libertarian-leaning think tank. I could be wrong. I think he used to work at Heritage, too. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. He says to this group, it's a symbolic fight for bomb throwers who want to pick a fight with Republican leadership no matter what. It's not really about anything. Still going to follow these guys off the cliff, the kamikazes? Still going to join Pickett's, Pickett's charge? Well, what did the third greatest president in American history behind Washington and Lincoln do? As I studied this, it wasn't six government shutdowns, it was eight government shuts down under him. Sh- shut down. Shuts down, Mr. Producer. Shut down. So I'm looking at history.com, and the person who writes this obviously is of the left, but that's okay. We're not taking her spin. We're looking at the facts. First time, the fight over domestic versus defense spending, November 20 to 23, 1981. Large portion of the government actually stopped functioning. It came in 1981 when Reagan furloughed 241,000 of the government's 2.1 million employees without pay. He was pushing... What this leftist right says, 
known as Reaganomics. Now, Reagan, he campaigned on a platform of cutting domestic spending without hurting Cold War defense funding, and that's exactly what the shutdown was over. So everybody knew why he was shutting down the government. In the end, Congress and Reagan worked out a temporary bill to give them more time to work out a longer-term bill. Number two, Democrats decide not to stand by their man, September 30 to October 2, 1982, Reagan's first 1982 shutdown. Didn't happen over a major political issue, but the reason behind it is very 1980s. The reason Reagan and Congress didn't reach a budget agreement on September 30 is because they all had social functions they needed to attend. So they all agreed for a one-day delay over the holiday, uh, over the weekend. Number three, the battle over funding jobs versus missiles, writes the left-wing individual at History. December 17 to 21, 1982, the government shut down again. Just two and a half months later, only this time it didn't have to do with a busy social calendar, just like the first Reagan shutdown. This one concerned a clash over funding for domestic spending versus defense funds. Congress wanted to fund public works programs to create jobs, and Reagan didn't want it. What Reagan did want was to fund two Cold War weapons, the MX missile and the Pershing II missile that Congress didn't want to fund. The spending bill that ended the shutdown didn't, even, didn't end up funding either the jobs program or the missiles. It did, however, add funding to the Legal Services Corporation, a social program Reagan tried to abolish. But again, we know why they shut it down. We know why he shut it down. Fourth time, support for El Salvador's rebels becomes a sticking point, November 10 to the 14th, 1983. Reagan's 1983 shutdown involved more clashes over social programs versus defense spendings with a twist of international relations. This shutdown came several months after Reagan announced his ambitious strategic defense initiative, SDI, which they mocked as Star Wars, and yet which protects the country of Israel and protects two of our cities, which I'm not really free to get into. The defense plan required a lot of technology that didn't exist, including space satellites that could divert incoming nuclear bombs with lasers. Critics, of course, poked fun at impractical planning it, calling it, rather, the Star Wars initiatives. Reagan wouldn't give it up. It was in this context the House pushed to increase education spending and decrease defense spending. Reagan opposed it. Congress's proposed bill also cut funding for El Salvador, a country in which Reagan was deeply invested. Reagan believed the Salvadorian rebels fighting the country's brutal government were supported by the Soviet Union. They were. They were communists, you idiot. I'm telling you why he fought them. The shutdown ended with House Democrats agreed to lower the amount of money for education and fund Reagan's MX missile system. The fifth and sixth times the government shut down. Back-to-back crime and punishment shut down, September 30 to October 3, and then October 3 to October 5, 1984. Reagan's fifth and sixth shutdowns happened. By the way, notice how they always say it's Reagan's shutdown. It's always the Republican. Democrats want to spend like drunken Marxists. Their own government entities tell them that this is unsustainable. You haven't heard that word once in any of the coverage of this government shutdown stuff tonight. Not once. No reference to the GAO, the CBO, the OMB. And these reports came out two, three months ago. 
The Crime Act raised the minimum penalties for crimes involving marijuana. It was a precursor to the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986 that punished crack possession. Listen how they write this. More harshly than cocaine possession. Increasing the disproportionate incarceration of black people. At the same time, Congress wanted to fund water projects and reverse a recent Supreme Court decision in the Grove City College case. Congress and Reagan agreed to pass short funding bill, give extra time to settle the issues, but almost as soon as it started, the government shut down again because they couldn't agree on a bill. To end the shutdown, Congress agreed to give Reagan his crime bill and scrap the Title IX and water project measures. Congress still got to strengthen Title IX four years later. Welfare funding causes a two-day shutdown. And the last one, Contras in Nicaragua inspire a scandal and a shutdown. Reagan argued that he has the, and only he, has the constitutional right to run foreign policy. And if Congress wants to cut funds, they can cut funds, but they can't cut funds in order to set foreign policy. And so he there did shut the government down. So those are eight occasions, all of which are understandable, all of which are specific. Not seven, eight, nine different things changing all the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, Ronald Reagan never would have supported the kamikazes. With an 8% across the board, domestic spending cut. Supporting the border. Taking care of defense. Taking care of, of the vets. As the first shot in this war over the budget on a continuing resolution. Grover Norquist doesn't support it. Because they see what's going on. This is, this is pointless. Newt Gingrich doesn't support Oh, he's a wimp. Okay, we're all wimps now. Byron Donalds. Chip Roy. The vast majority of the Freedom Caucus. Are we all wrong? Or maybe these people are self-serving, self-aggrandizing hotheads who have truly no plan whatsoever and may in fact hand the government over to the Democrats and the liberals in the Republican Party and the McConnell wing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. So now they've caught the guy. What guy? Charles Littlejohn. Well, who's Charles Littlejohn and why should I care? Charles Littlejohn is the guy that stole the information out of the IRS. 
about Donald Trump's taxes and leaked them to the New York Times. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the media are kind of part of the mob operation. And they're protected by the U.S. Supreme Court in a decision that has nothing to do with the First Amendment. New York Times versus Sullivan, I believe it was 1964. I'm pretty sure of that off the top of my head. Prior to that, so-called media outlets could be sued for libel. It was up to the state on how they would handle it. But in the 60s, we had a very radical court. They said, we're going to protect these media corporations. They can pretty much say whatever they want. Not everything, but almost everything, particularly when it's a public official. So they mostly trash, of course, Republicans and conservatives and people in their orbit. That's how they took 1964's New York Times versus Sullivan decision. So who is Charles Littlejohn? I'm going to give you a lot more information. This is a breaking story when we return. I'll be right back. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. A Polk County, Florida human trafficking operation, Fox reports, earlier this month led to the arrests of 219 people. Human trafficking including people in the country illegally, a high school teacher, and three Disney employees, according to authorities. Polk County Sheriff Judd announced the results of the operation, saying about 119 prostitutes were arrested during the operation that began last week. 21 were possible victims from human trafficking. You know, how does Joe Biden live with himself? Mark, watch this have to do... It takes me to the next step. This is going on on the southern border on steroids. How do you live with yourself knowing this stuff goes? I guess you just compartmentalize and don't worry about it. Don't go down there and look at it. By the way, he's traveling all over the place, but he doesn't go to the border. The folks in Palestine, Ohio are still obviously not on the map because they can't do anything for him politically. That's why. That's how Biden looks at everything. An IRS consultant charged with disclosing tax returns of Trump and the nation's wealthiest individuals to the media, Charles Littlejohn, is his name, a former consultant with the IRS, charged with disclosing former President Trump's tax returns to the New York Times while he was in office, federal prosecutors said. So I have a question for the people at the New York Times. Why would you take somebody's personal tax returns and publish them in your newspaper? 
Why would you be complicit in lawlessness like this? I mean, if the American people have the curiosity about the tax returns of the ownership of the New York Times or the senior people of the New York Times, or maybe Thomas Friedman, who married into an enormously wealthy family, do we have a right to see them? No, of course not. We're private people. But you make your views and, your, and yourselves publicly available to influence public policy. So can we have your tax returns? No. Fox News was told the second news organization that received stolen tax information is ProPublica. This is a phony news organization backed by massive Democrat dark money donors that has been targeting conservatives on the Supreme Court. They claim to be involved in investigative journalism. Sure they are. They sit there and they collect information from leakers in the government who are out to get conservatives. As for this guy, the returns dated back more than 15 years. Court documents said he allegedly stole the tax returns, Trump's, between 2018 and 2020, as well as the others. Trump is not named in the complaint. Well, why would he be named in the complaint? As a victim, I guess. Little John is charged with one count of unauthorized disclosure of tax returns or return information. If convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison. Amazing. So he may be in prison. He may get to see some of the trespassers and paraders from January 6th. He didn't steal anything from anybody. A guilty plea is in the works. Well, that's nice to know. How the media is complicit in all this. Isn't it incredible to you? It's incredible to me. It's disgusting as well. I did notice also over at Premier Collectibles, Mr. Producer. We love Premier Collectibles. They do such a quality job with signed books. And if you really want to go big time with this beautiful packaging they have, the books are numbered. Uh, They're limited in edition. And once they're gone, they're gone. And we do this for two reasons. Number one, because I know all of you can't come to book signings. That would be crazy. I'm glad those of you who can do. It's always fun, and I really appreciate it. But this is for the rest of you who cannot. That's number one. Number two, they are perfect. Christmas, Hanukkah gifts, perfect birthday gifts, or just to somebody you, you respect or love. Really, what's better than giving them a Democrat Party Hates America signed edition, limited edition, numbered edition, first edition. When they're gone, they're gone. You won't find them at Barnes & Noble. You won't find anything at Barnes & Noble. At least not most of them. Some of them. But this is Premier Collectibles. So, Mr. Producer, let's put that link up, if you would. And also, now that's good enough. That's enough. That's enough for now, I would say. Uh, I did want to mention at the bookends in New Jersey, uh, they have some uh, signed books, too, that are remaining. You can look up their website in Ridgewood, New Jersey, as well. Um, they're not packaged in the, you know, in the form that a lot of people like, but nonetheless, they are there, if that interests you as well. Do we have any callers, Mr. Producer, who are worth taking? Now, I say that because I can't control who calls into this program. Mostly we have great patriots, but sometimes people sneak through. Who should we go to? 
KNFT, Becky, Tucson, Arizona. Becky, how are you? Hi, Mark. This is an honor. First time. Thank you. Ever talking to you. It's an honor. You too. I want to tell I you, I got your book. It was on, I got your book. Unfortunately, it was on the bottom shelf at Walmart, but it was there. There were three books. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it. And I don't, and I don't go to Barnes and Noble. I don't go to Barnes and Noble because of exactly the reason you were talking about earlier. I mean, why don't they just play fair? You just play fair. You can't take the number one book in America and stick it in the back and then pretend it doesn't exist. And they have Barnes no, and Noble. They specifically can't. have you. New York Times bestseller number one, number two, number three, number four. You couldn't find mine in the men's room or the ladies' room. Mm-mm. It's too bad, really. Too nope, bad. You're right. Well, listen, don't hang up. I want to send you a signed edition. Thank you very, very much. So we'll need to get your address. All right, Mr. Producer, number two, who's left? WHAS, we love Louisville, Kentucky. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. It's a pleasure to talk to you tonight, Mark. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Currently on my way to Key West. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I love Key West. Are you driving a truck or are you going there for pleasure? A bit about 10 times. Yeah. Uh, pleasure. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, where do you live? What town do you live in? You're driving to Key West from where? I live in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It's a long drive. So it's a long drive, so I'll be staying overnight. Yeah. I love it there. And by the way, the restaurants along the way, even before you get to Key West, they got some really great restaurants on the side of the road there. Have you tried any of them? Um, a few. Um, so I'll be going through Orlando, uh, Ocala, as I work my way down. Um, yeah, but once, once you get down there toward the end of... Uh, the end of Florida, but even 30, 40 miles before you get to Key West. Keep an eye out for some of these restaurants. They're actually quite good. Trust me, when it comes to food, I know what I'm talking about. Do <laughs> you know any specifically that I can that I should look Well, for? I don't remember their names. My wife remembers their names, but she's not broadcasting with me, so I don't remember. Anyway, go right ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Uh, well, the reason I was calling in, I wanted to ask you, so obviously we got the impeachment inquiry. We know that, you know, even if they do, uh, you know, impeach him in the House, obviously the Senate, I live about two miles from McConnell, he's worthless. Um, So we know it probably won't go through in the Senate. Yeah, but let me say something while you're making up this point. No president has ever been removed by the Senate. Three presidents have been impeached. None of them have been removed by the Senate. The impeachment process, to me, is more of a cleansing process. It's the ability to get to the bottom of some of these things and to alert the American people to what's going on, because we can't trust the media anymore. For the Democrats, it is a way to try and destroy a president with whom they disagree, which is an unconstitutional impeachment. We know that from what the framers and some of the uh, delegates to the state convention said, that we're ratifying the Constitution. But in this case with Joe Biden, I spoke about it at length last night for about an hour. I'll talk about it over the weekend on my Fox shows as well. He's, uh, he should be a president who is impeached. We have actually crossed the Rubicon, uh, even if you don't look at any of the financial issues with respect to his violation of the public uh, trust. And more than that, his attack on society from the Oval Office on the southern border, his violation of uh, the Supreme Court order, and in fact, separation of powers. He's seizing Congress's authority when it comes to student loans. These are simple ones.
And for some reason, they're not really talking about it on the House Oversight Committee. So I'll keep talking about it till somebody talks about it. Anyway, I interrupted you. Go right ahead. Well, and also, so let's say, okay, now Meritless Garland obviously isn't going to do anything, and the FBI Director Ray won't either. So my question is, can Congress, since obviously you pointed out before, uh, they're above those organizations, it wasn't written in the Constitution, can they create almost like an internal affairs to go over Garland and Ray and basically enforce the law? Number one, they won't. But number two, you ask a very important question. Early in our history, in fact, there is a jail in the basement of the House of Representatives. And they have sent out the sergeant of arms on more than one occasion early in our history to round up certain individuals who defied Congress, uh, defied a subpoena of Congress and that sort of thing. Uh, They can't convict the person criminally. They can't do what the executive branch is supposed to do. But for purposes of that process, for congressional oversight, they actually do have the authority to do that. But you know what? The problem with that is the Democrats would use it and the Republicans wouldn't, don't you think? Of course. Well, the Republicans are fighting among, amongst themselves. You've got rhinos, you've got the uh, you know, that don't want to you know, support McCarthy. You've got Gates working with Swalwell. I mean, you don't have that. And by the way, what is that all about? He's a moderate. Pardon? What is Gates working with uh, Swalwell for and the AOC and all the rest of it? I said, this is my problem. And don't drag the rest of conservatism with you and claim, oh, you're the real conservative. You're working with the enemy, for God's sake. All right, don't hang up. I want to give you a signed copy of the Democrat Party Hates America, so please don't hold, hang up. Mr. Producer, what do I owe you? We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know a company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Well, well, well. Joe Biden says goodbye to Mark Milley, one of the worst heads of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in American history. And on his way out the door... Of course, he trashes Donald Trump. How much you want to bet he is a book in the deal here? What do you think, Mr. Producer? Maybe he knows Cassidy Hutchinson. Who knows? So here he is today at the Armed Forces Farewell Ceremony to him. Or as I call it, good riddance, you jackass. Cut one, go. We in uniform are unique. We are unique among the world's armies. 
We are unique among the world's militaries. We don't take an oath to a country. We don't take an oath to a tribe. We don't take an oath to a religion. We don't take an oath to a king or a queen or a tyrant. All right, thanks, thanks for the history lesson. Great job in Afghanistan there, pal. You really, you really stepped up there. You were terrific. You should have resigned in disgrace. Or before that, resigned in opposition. You cost a lot of people their lives for no reason whatsoever. Now, leave the stage and never come back. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. There's a, a very good piece in a New York p- newspaper by Steve Cuso on the business side. He says, Mar-a-Lago judges developer hating past as a big win for Donald Trump. He's writing about this hack Democrat elected judge in New York who values... Against all valuations, Mar-a-Lago at $18 million when it's probably worth closer to half a billion dollars, give or take. He writes this. Nobody should be surprised that State Supreme Court Judge Arthur Engoron, E-N-G-O-R-O-N, ridiculously undervalued Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago at a measly $18 million, drawing incredulous howls from property professionals who assessed it at $300 million. says Engoron, who was elected judge without opposition thanks to the Democratic stranglehold on judicial choices, makes no secret that he hates all developers. So in every case that involves real estate, this judge, Engoron, is plain nuts. His rulings in major New York City zoning cases were twice overturned by the state appellate division because his decision showed he had no idea what he was talking about. When developers wanted to put up a few tall towers north of the Manhattan Bridge, some locals sued to block the project because they said it violated zoning. Judge Enderon found that it didn't. 
But he just didn't like it anyway. So he said, quote, you can't just do this because the zoning allows it. I just can't believe this is the case. Alas, for the judge, it was the case. So the higher court reversed him. Last year, he held up a plan to build new housing on a parking lot near the South Street Seaport because he claimed the developer had, quote, an impermissible relationship with the Landmarks Preservation Commission. In fact, the judge just didn't like the plan. That decision, too, was tossed in a unanimous decision by the Court of Appeals. That Trump historically has widely overvalued his holding is hardly a secret. He boasts his boasts were long a laughing stock among real estate pros. But whether this gives Endergon the authority to strip him of his entire company will surely end up in a higher court. If history's any guide, Trump will soon be taking a victory lap. Now, some people in the past have said, you know what? We should elect our judges. No, we shouldn't. Look to the left of you. Look to the right of you. You think these people who are voting should be electing judges? So if you're in a Democrat city and you're Republican and and they're voting for their judges, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell. And they vote for judges. And then the judge does things that he knows his constituents will like, like trying to screw over the Trump family. Judges should be term limited. All this talk about term limiting Supreme Court justices. You know where that began? It was a debate in the Constitutional Convention, although they didn't call it term limits, on how to appoint judges, how long they should serve, and so forth and so on. But it really began earnestly in modern times in my first book, Men in Black where I propose term limits for judges, including Supreme Court justices, and I still believe that. I think I put the number at 14 years. It might have been 12 years. I still believe that. Now, one of the problems with it, however, because none of these processes are, are, are perfect or suggestions, is what's happened to the Senate and the confirmation hearing process. So that becomes a big issue. But there's where you have an election on what kind of a Senate you want. But if judges and justices are going to be legislators, are going to push political agendas, then they ought not have lifetime appointments. With respect to judgeships, federal judgeships, that are not related to the Supreme Court, Congress has ubiquitous power to create judgeships, to end judgeships, to even remove jurisdictions from judges, subject matter jurisdiction. This is something I've been talking about. I mean, we really want to make effective change. How come nobody talk? Mr. Producer, tell Matt Gates, would you? Matt! Matt! Matt, are you out there? Matt. How about, how about taking a shot at Political shot, obviously. Taking a shot at rearranging some of these courts. Matt! Matt, are you... Matt, you there? I'm over here. Get away from the camera. I'm trying to get your attention. But this is something that I believe in. And I've talked to you about this. The D.C. district courts that should be busted up. It's a cabal. 
Republican and Democrat, but all left, except for a few poor souls there. Can't have all these cases involving politicians, federal rules, federal laws, federal regulations, Congress and all going through this cabal. They have too much power, and they've demonstrated that they've abused it. I mean, you have this Judge Trunkin who's ruled, I will not recuse myself, because the people need me desperately. Nobody needs you at all, as a matter of fact. But read her comic book style opinion in her own defense. It's written like a a pre-law wannabe lawsuit. It's so stupid. But she gets to rule on herself, you know. And then we had the weird situation where the government itself said, Judge, don't recuse yourself. We need you. We like you. We want you. You're the perfect judge to help us try to try Trump. I've never seen that in my life. I've told you. Where a party asks a judge to recuse, then the other party comes in and files a reply. Now, don't recuse. You know, you're the best we can get. And they, she is the best the government can get. She's all in on getting Trump. She's made that clear with just the, just the ruling about uh, when the trial's going to begin, the absurdity of that. Yeah, she's an absurd uh, judge. She's a radical left-wing judge. She should have recused herself. But look at this case. Everybody, let me make a challenge to you. You know, on, on, online, there are all these real estate sites. And you can see what properties are listed for. And you can see what properties are listed for throughout Palm Beach, even more specifically West Palm Beach, on the ocean. I think Mar-a-Lago is like 20 or 30 acres, Mr. Producer. Acres! 20 or 30 acres? Yes. I told you it's public knowledge that uh, my dear friend Rush Limbaugh and... uh, they sold his, uh, his property was sold for over $150 million. Beautiful. Different houses on it. Nothing ostentatious, but there it is, right on the Atlantic. Several acres. He wanted his privacy, needed his security. Several acres. It's in North Palm Beach. West Palm Beach is considered very hoity-toity, you know. It's the Palm Beach of the Palm Beaches. And of course, there's absolutely nothing there that compares to Mar-a-Lago. Zippo. And all those acres. And it's not only on the Atlantic Ocean. It backs up to the waterway in the back. So it's water on both ends. And they say it's worth around $300 million. I would guess it's worth at least half a billion based on some of the prices out there. But I would make a challenge to you. Go to Realtor.com or whatever you like. I don't know all the names of them. And take a look at the price of homes for sale. Make sure they're on the Atlantic Ocean in West Palm Beach. The judge himself could have done this. But he didn't. He flops out a number 18 million because he wants to screw Trump. And then he goes further. He bans them from Doing any business in New York? Listen to this. In, in essence, he wants some type of a conservat- conservator to, to take over most of the business. This is, this is Stalinist, I would say, wouldn't you, 
Mr. Producer? Very Stalinist. Over there at Mediocreite. What did he say? My God, what did he Stalin? Doesn't he know what Stalin did? Oh, my God! Very Stalinist. And notice none of these left-wing sites or left-wing papers. They never play it down the middle. They never tell you the truth. They don't... They're so excited about these, these fascistic judges. Did he say fascistic? Does he know what fascistic means? Yes, actually, I do. Who issue these orders, bring these charges, and make these ridiculously stupid rulings? They never say, wait a minute, Judge, you know, we don't like Trump, but let's call this one straight, okay? That is ridiculous. Nope. You won't read that in the slimes or the compost. Or the trial date, Judge uh, Chunkin. Got to come up with a name for her. Judge Chunkin comes up with. You know, Judge Chunkin, we're all in with you, but he at least have to create a facade. He needs to at least have to be competent enough, clever enough, smart enough to create the impression that you're going through a real trial here. I mean, what are you doing, Judge? Don't you know how to do this? I don't have to. I'm a lifetime appointee, and the Department of Justice wants me here. They said so in their filing. We go through the motions, you see, when it comes to Trump and so many other Americans. This courtroom in New York with this judge, this idiot prosecutor overseeing the case, Tish, Tisha James. Uh, they didn't even have a jury. The judge should have given it to the commercial court. He wouldn't do that. He went, I want to hold this. I want to screw Trump. Yeah, yeah. They come in, Your Honor. Yeah, you're damn right, Your Honor. They got the robes on. They got their, their phony libraries that none of them actually use. They got a couple of clerks there who do most of the writing and most of the work. And they look at them. Can't you change that to which? I mean, doesn't that, shouldn't there be a comma rather than an apostrophe? That's kind of the extent of it when it comes to knuckleheads like this guy. What's his name? Adoran? Like the Turkish dictator? What is this judge's name? Let's see here. Oh, I'm sorry. And Goran. Oh, I can see how you can confuse them. And just by a fiat, a decree, a judicial decree, $18 million, that's what it's worth. That's fraud, Mr. Trump. And in fact, I read Letitia's, I mean, Attorney General James's papers and She's right on all counts. As a matter of fact, she doesn't go far enough. We see fraud all over the place here. Fraud and... Well, who are the victims? We didn't say they're victims. Well, did the banks have ever... No, they didn't have a problem. Did the banks have an opportunity to assess the value of these properties? Yes, of course they did. They can question anything. They had the big law firms. But that's a ruse, the judge says. That's a ruse. You know that's a ruse, Donald. Therefore, that's fraud, that's fraud, that's fraud, that's fraud. I pay back the loans. There was no, it doesn't matter, Donald. Come on. Doesn't matter. But the property's not $18 million. I said it is. What are you going to do about it? Donald, what are you going to do about it? And not only that, I've said that you can't build any more buildings around here. Excuse me? Hey, I'm a judge. I was elected. I'm a Democrat. I can do whatever I want, Donald. Don't you understand? When you left the party many, many years ago and you decided to run for president as a Republican, that's it. All your protections are gone. All your protections are gone. You know, we, the Democrat Party, we're like the mob here in New York and in every other city in the country. You're either with us or you're against us, Donald. You crossed the line. 
cross the line. We thought we had a blood oath with you. And you turned on us. You became a Republican. You run for president. You do all these weird things like liberty and trade deals and a property right, all this other stuff. Donald, you betrayed us. So if I say Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, Donald, it's worth $18 million. That's it. That's it. There's nothing for you to do. Oh, okay, judge. You did say you're a judge, right? Oh, yes. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. See if we can slip a call in. There's something I want to read to you after the bottom of the hour. There's just not enough time, two and a half minutes in this segment. Do we have a great caller or an irregular American on the line, Mr. Beducer? A normal American. Go right ahead. Who is it? Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, on the Mark Levin app. Uh, Bill, how are you, sir? Uh, Bill, Mark speaker, Levin, forever hold yourself. How are you, my friend? Thank you. And oh, we have a delay. Sorry, Bill. I'm doing fine, and thank you for this opportunity. Oh, that's okay. I wanted to thank you for uh, giving us a college class in history and in political science every day. But, uh, Mark, I wanted to say, do you remember the Republicans were always accused of being the dirty trick side? And uh, uh, good point. Yep. Being from Chicago. Yeah. Being from Chicago, when Obama was running first for Senate, he was running against Jack Ryan. And uh, he and his organization got a judge in L.A., to unseal Jack Ryan's divorce papers, and they put it yep. on the Sun Times mm-hmm. uh, front pages, and uh, basically, they're doing the same thing that they're doing now with mm-hmm. Trump. They're just attacking totally. Well, I ha- I have one other thing when you talk. But hold on, you make a great point. People forget this. Barack Obama took out his main competition for the United States Senate. When his surrogates went to a judge, an elected judge in California, that judge really, really outrageously determined that the fact that both parties agreed that their divorce, their finalized divorce and all the papers related to it would remain sealed 
and people go through divorces and do this all the time, and it's not because nothing untoward, something untoward may have happened. It could be, but it could be they just want to keep it in their own family with their own business. Uh, and the judge released it. And so Obama used that, and his people used that. And so Ryan dropped out of the race. That's what happened. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they ran... Yeah, they ran Alan Keyes. They ran Alan Keyes against but it was too him late. as a stand-in, but he got smoked by uh, Obama. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, not only that, but the Chicago Sun Times published on the front page all of the proceedings of the sealed documents of the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and by the way, they all covered up the, uh, Obama's relationship with domestic terrorists too. Same thing. Praetorian Guard for the Democrat, and of course, they'll take leaked information, anything they can get, to go after the, the Republican. And that's what took place in Illinois, and that's what gave us Barack, Melhouse, Benito, Obama. Great call, my friend. Don't hang up. We're going to send you a signed copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. I've got a lot more to say. We only have a half hour left in the week, but I'll be right back. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty. And Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin. H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N. And use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. I want to read you something. Maybe I should read one of these every week or every other week or twice a week. But this is out of the website American Greatness, which has ties to or is very supportive of President Trump, as I understand it. The Democrat Party Hates America is a brutal indictment of the left. This book should awaken American patriots across the land. It's written under a pseudonym. Anyone who's a regular listener of the Mark Levin radio show or watches him on Fox News is aware that no one is better equipped at exposing the evils of the Democrat Party than Levin. I didn't solicit this, folks. He always comes armed with facts, has a deep understanding of the Constitution, makes reasoned arguments that are rooted in logic and the rule of law, and yes, he occasionally raises his voice to a dull roar. In Levin's latest book, The Democrat Party Hates America, he delivers perhaps his most scathing indictment yet of this increasingly radical, tyrannical, and unhinged Marxist party. At a time when we have a president who's non-compass mentis, and suffers from historic disapproval ratings, it's no surprise that Levin's book is now number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Now, but it is amazing when you consider there's one massive outlet that has trouble finding the book and displaying it. Surely this will infuriate the folks at Mediate, who constantly mischaracterize Levin. 
the rest of the journal activists and the leftist corporate media. In the book, Levin outlines in great detail the Democrat Party's history of anti-black racism and anti-Semitism, which has now morphed into anti-white racism and more anti-Semitism, at least they're consistent, he says. A war against Catholics, its destruction in the nuclear family, its Orwellian control of language and thought, and its war against the Constitution. Levin further exposes beloved leftist figures like Woodrow Wilson, who jump-started the administrative state and was sympathetic to the Klan and FDR, who expanded the role of government to achieve his socialist agenda. Threw 120,000 Japanese Americans into internment camps during World War II, showed little interest in helping the millions of Jews being slaughtered by the Nazis, and did nothing to help advance the causes of the black community. Levin writes that while the left has an obsession with reminding its base about past sins of our country, curiously, the Democrat Party never takes any responsibility for it. He writes, that would be me. The Democrat Party has developed into the political home of the various American Marxist movements with which they agree and identify. Hence, they are not so repulsed by America's past, or more accurately, the Democrat Party's past, as to forever condemn the Democrat Party and refuse any association with it. They ignore or downplay its links to the Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, lynchings, etc. Instead, they target and blame the entire society, culture, and country for the Democrat Party's contemptible past. To underscore the point, the American Marxists are supportive of... This is me writing. The American Marxists are supportive of the Democrat Party's modern-day promotion of economic socialism, cultural Marxism, and anti-Americanism. In truth, their contempt for the Constitution and its routine condemnation... It's not so much because of some of the framers' biographies, but because the Constitution's firewalls remain an impediment to or at least slow their revolutionary aims and the speed with which they seek to make them. He says, for the record, Levin deliberately refers to this benighted party as the Democrat Party instead of the Democratic Party, because, as he correctly points out, it is anything but Democratic. An autocratic party that does not believe in free and fair elections and cannot even define what a woman is deserves only mockery and scorn. And Levin explains, quote, Of course the Democrat Party wants the big cities and most populous states to rule over the entire country, since these are Democrat strongholds. And if they could, they would abolish the states. Presidential candidates would not have to campaign in vast parts of the country, only in the dense areas, mostly along the two coasts and certain Midwest metropolitan areas. In fact, they'd only have to demic- uh, campaign in 11 states. Thus, representation would effectively be denied to tens of millions of people who live in the experts and beyond, he's quoting from my book, including rural areas. The states that produce most of the food we eat and energy we consume would have little or no say in the nation's governance or in the federal government's rule over them, which would be disastrous civilly, politically, and economically. Sounds like a damn good book, doesn't it, Mr. Reducer? Of course, to anyone who's been paying attention over the last several years, he writes, this makes perfect sense. The left is no longer the party of the working class. They do not appeal to the farmers, ranchers, manufacturers, and truckers. Not when they have no problem shipping thousands of jobs overseas to communist China, promoting costly electric vehicles, and suggesting we should now eat grotesque-looking lab-grown meat. The left's platform in 2023 only seems to cater to the laptop class, and it's alphabet soup of activist groups who more often than not reside in urban areas. So it's only fitting that the left couldn't care less about taking away the voting power from the hardworking men and women who deliver our produce, who keep our power grid humming, 
but aren't on board with the left's job-killing, economy-destroying inflationary agenda. And while Levin rightly spends most of his time excoriating the Democrat Party, he has little patience for Republicans who do not show chutzpah or courage, seem hell-bent on appeasing the leftist media apparatus, make concessions that betray their constituents and generally don't seem to understand what they're up against. That's not to say that Levin is advocating Republicans use the same sort of tricks and tactics as the left uses, but he's honest enough to explain the major difference between the two parties. Quoting me, he writes, Unlike the Republican Party, the Democrat Party is more than a political party. It is the state party. It seeks to monopolize the political system, the culture, government, and society. And while the Republican Party exists to try to win elections, the Democrat Party plays for keeps. That is, election defeats can never be allowed to interfere with the ideological trajectory of the party, which it imposes on the nation. When the Democrat Party wins elections, it continues building upon the permanent centers of power, including the vast federal bureaucracy. You know, an 8% cut would have been good, boys. Subsidized non-government organizations, lifetime activist judges, tenure professors and teachers, party members of the media, etc. The Democrat Party uses the culture and politics to empower itself and its agenda. And Democrats have no intention of surrendering control of either. He's quoting me. Consequently, when the Democrat Party wins elections, it claims broad mandates. When it loses election, it ignores, it ignores the people's will, the popular will of the people, and turns to the permanent government and its cultural surrogates to sabotage the Republicans that push forward their American Marxist agenda. He goes on, in other words, even when the left does not have control of the White House or Congress, it's still able to advance its anti-American Marxist agenda, be the administrative state and through other means. Well, Levin does not necessarily offer a solution to combating this pervasive leftist onslaught that we face. He does a commendable job, he writes, of identifying and outlining the very real dangers that we face. It's a great start. Well, the same way Thomas Paine's pamphlet served as a guide to the early colonists during the American Revolution. This book should awaken American patriots across the land to become more involved in advancing the principles of freedom that have been preserved for the last 247 years, but sadly are being curtailed. You know, and I have solutions in all my books, so I didn't think it was necessary to now line up more solutions. But the biggest solution is to spread the word, like Thomas Paine. And I thought this was a very, very good review, and there are more, and I'll touch on them later. Um, in some ways, I think it's better for other people to talk about what I've written than sometimes me to talk about what I've written. And so you won't read this in the liberal media. You won't read this in the Democrat Party surrogate media on their websites and so forth. You won't read any of this. And so if I don't talk about it, nobody's going to talk about it. So I want you to be aware of it. And I'm hoping that this weekend, if you go shopping and you're in Costco's or BJ's or Sam's, if you're in Walmart or even Target at this point, they have the book, or any books a million and so forth. If I've skipped anybody, I apologize. Any independent bookstores, although I'm sure most of them won't carry it. I hope you'll purchase it from these retailers. Notice I didn't mention Barnes & Noble, and I'm not going to. Or, of course, Amazon, where it's still hot to try to 40% off. You can also get a signed copy of Premier Collectibles. We have that link for you, too. So it's out there. You don't have to look hard. 
But you know one one chain that you ought to, in my view, avoid. It's up to you. I'm not calling for any boycotts or whatever. It's just that if you're not respected and I'm not respected, what's the point of giving people their, your money? Oh, 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 it's in a box. It just came, Mr. Producer. It just it was just delivered to us. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, living with pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. I have friends who have terrible arthritis pain. And amazingly, they found relief with cryo-freeze roll-on by Omax Health. Now, they introduced a version that's three times stronger. With no messy cream or horrible fragrances, this non-prescription icy cold relief roll-on is formulated to help block pain signals, help reduce mild inflammation, and improve joint flexibility. And it's a powerful dose of 500 milligrams of organic CBD, and they feel relief within 10 minutes. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off their first bottle of cryo-freeze CBD extra strength pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. This product also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. That's O-M-A-X, health.com, enter code L-E-V-I-N. Get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide plus free shipping. My wife and I, Julie, Julie's my wife, I'm Mark. We will be flying the friendly skies tomorrow morning to KRLA land. Um, very supportive station. And um, I'm dear friends with uh, one of the senior executives over there at Salem. And I look very much forward to it. We look very much forward to KRLA land. And we hope to see many of you there. I think it's on Sunday, actually. But we'll be heading out there tomorrow. I want to remind you we have a fantastic weekend of programming. Fantastic. 8 p.m. on Saturday, Eastern Time. 8 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Time. If you're not sure you can watch one or the other, and maybe you're into football or whatever it is, please record it on your DVR. If you set it now, you set it forever. Whether you can watch it live or not. And we have these very powerful programs. I try to make them very special for you because I know you got a lot going on. I don't want to waste your time. And I'm very honored. You heard some of the callers here tonight or when I go out and meet people when they say, let me tell you something. The reason why I listen to your radio show or watch your TV show is because it's different. Not a clown show. It's different. I learn things. I can check things. I can find things out. That's the whole goal. I think that's important. Life, Liberty, and Levin, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
America, please don't forget, Saturday and Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin, now twice on the weekends, brand new programming, same format, you're going to love it, and please don't forget, when you're out shopping, or if you're at home, grab your copy of The Democrat Party Hates America, I know you're going to love it, I know you're going to find it very valuable. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, Our truckers, the freedom fighters all around the world. Good night to all our beautiful, wonderful dogs who've who've left us. And good night, Dad, Mom, Leo, Joe. And good night, America. 